What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, areas of Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. I'm here to help and guide you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, distribute your podcast. Of course, add music intros, outros, uploading episodes with unlimited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get sponsorship. Isn't that great? It's everything you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting the show. Like I always say, if you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster host like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get a head start. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
Yo, good evening, USA, Canada, International, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. This is your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator, YouTuber, host with the most misunderstood, lonely nomad, unstoppable, independent podcaster, rookie podcaster of Laurelton, Queens, New York. And you're rocking and hanging with the 107th episode of, of Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, the review show. Live and direct from StreamYard alongside with, with YouTube, alongside of myself, it's the Instagram live feed of the podcast show page on Instagram. Make sure you follow Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast on Instagram. Turn on your notifications so you can see me in action on, the Insta, on Instagram live in terms of the weekly in terms of the weekly episodes recordings and um and if you miss any previous episodes whatsoever please go ahead and grab that subscribe button for me on the youtube channel page of meticulous vibe juice podcast tap the noni noni bell so you so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air via live stream Leave a like and a comment along with the review topic, the review topics in the episodes. Of course, be sure to listen, stream, watch the episodes in case you miss any of them. All of it is all uploaded to the YouTube channel page and and streaming platforms. And and of course, yes, listen to stream, watch the episodes, download the episodes. Tell a friend to another friend, and I'll handle the rest at the end of the show. And of course, if you and of course, by the way, if you like to make a charitable donation to support this show and 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 other shows that I do, you can go to this cash app right here, um, which is G Money Stacks Five Fifty Five. Um, once again, it's not about breaking the bank; it's all about doing the best you can on whatever amount of money you decide. That you're comfortable donating and what you desire will be appreciated all right and also be sure to leave a fast leave a five star rating on pod chaser apple podcast pod friend and spotify five star rating and a and a review is appreciated and and hold on uh, by the way um because of a because of a glitch that happened with the Instagram live feed, I'm going to be doing a little recap on episode 105. Episode 105 was titled Chillax with some with some flashback classic movies. Um it was all about the franchise of the Saw movies. All right? And and everything else involving games is also included as well so <laughs> you know what i'm saying so just a little quick recap of episode 105 all right in case anybody was wondering what happened with the instagram live feed there was a glitch there was a glitch that happened when i tried to set set up the um set up the um the video in the um and the, the description of the episode so you know what i'm saying so just to just a little quick fyi all right now we are going to go to now we because today's episode is all about the rugrats so why not go to why not go to the chillax 
Man Cave Popcorn Lounge. All right. So that's what we're going to do. All right. Um, and also we are going to be reviewing the cartoon, the cartoon and the reboot. So stick around for that one right there. All right, the Rugrats movie is the first movie we're going to be reviewing today. So we're going to be looking at it today. So the Rugrats movie is a 1998 American animated comedy film based on the the Nickelodeon animated television series Rugrats. It was directed by Igor Kova, no, Kava, 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 you. Wait, Kava, wait, hold on, Kova. Cover Lee Ove. Yeah, here we go. Nickelodeon animated television series Rugrats. Okay, yes, I really got that. And Norton Virginian. And was written by David N. Weiss and da- and J. David Sturm. Stem. The film introduced Tommy Pickles' baby brother Dill Pickles, who appeared on the series the next year. The film features the voices of E. G. Daly. Tara Sharondorf, Christine Kavanaugh, Kath Sosi, Cheryl Chase, Cree Summer from a different world, and Charlie Adler, along with guest stars David Spade, Whoopi Goldberg, Margaret Cho, Buster Rhymes, and Tim Curry. The events of the film takes place between the series' fifth and sixth seasons and is the first film to be released on a Nicktoon. All right, so let's go over. Let's go over. Uh, okay, so plans for a Rugrats film adaptation, along with Ren, Stimpy, and Doug, began when Nickelodeon made a contract with 20th Century Fox to produce um, films between 1993 and 1995. However, however, the contract expired with no films into production around the same year when. The contract inspired development of the film restarted with Paramount Pictures since Nickelodeon's parent company, Viacom, purchased the studio in 1994 and production had restarted on the television series after a small hiatus. The the Rugrats movie was released by Paramount Pictures in the United States on November 20th, 1998. The film received mixed reviews from critics and opened at number one in the United States box office, grossing a total of $141 million worldwide. It became the first non-Disney animated film to gross over $100 million in the United States. And, of course, the budget for the film is $24 million. Yeah. Um, the film is followed by two sequels, of course, Rugrats in Paris, which is going to be the next one, and and following Rugrats Go Wild in 2003. All right, so let's go over to the voice actors. The voice actors who play these characters is EJ Daly as Tommy Pickles, Tara Strong as Dill Pickles, Christine Kavanaugh as Chucky Finster. Damn. Um... <laughs> 
um calf Sosi as Phil and Lil and Betty Deville or Devil, whatever. Cheryl Chase as Angelica Pickles, Jack Riley as Stu Pickles, <laughs> Melanie Chart Chart off as Dee Dee Pickles and Grandma Minka. Michael Bell as Drew Pickles, Chaz Finster and Grandpa Boris. Trash Mac Trash McNeil as Charlotte Pickles. Philip Proctor as Howard De Howard um Deville, Devil, whatever. Igor. Um Joe Alaski as Grandpa Lou Pickles. And of course, the guest in the movie is David Spade as Ranger Frank, Whoopi Goldberg as Ranger Margaret, Tim Curry as Rex Pester, Hattie Winston as Dr. Lucy Carmichael, Andrea Martin as Aunt Miriam, Chris Summer from a Different World as Susie Carmichael, Tony J as Dr. Lipshit. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh man. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Not the lip shit. That's funny right there. Um Buster Rounds as Reptile Wagon. Roger Clinton Jr. as Air Crewman. <laughs> Margaret Cho as Lieutenant Um Clavin. Eddie McClark as nurse. Charlie Adler as United Express Driver. Greg Berger as circus television announcer abraham ben ruby as surge baby singers laney kravis iggy pop lisa loab gordon jano be real patty smith jacob dylan fife fife dog um late great fife dog beck lou rawls don robinson um laurie laurie anderson Fresh Schneider, Kate Pearson, and Cindy Wilson of the B-52s without member Keith Strickland. All right. Um, all right, actually. So um, um, so home movie, home, all right, home media, excuse me. Uh so the Regress movies was was released on VHS and DVD on March 30th, 1999, Paramount Home Video. The, the film was also released on Laserdisc on the same day by Pioneer Entertainment on March 15th, 2011. The film was re-released in a three-disc trilogy DVD set alongside its sequels in honor of Rugrats' 20th anniversary. In addition, it was re-released in some movie sets by Paramount in 2016 with all the non-sequel Nickelodeon animated movies up to Barnyard, as well as a separate two-disc set with Hey Arnold the Movie, uh, which I will review that in a future episode. The film was released on Blu-ray Blu-ray on March 8th, 2022, and a trilogy set alongside its sequels. All right, so um and the professional ratings, of course, obviously the take me there already featured on there February 2nd, 1999. All music gives it four stars. Entertainment Weekly gives us a C. The Rugrats movie music from the motion picture was released by Interscope Records on November 3rd, 1998. The enhanced soundtrack contained 13 tracks 
bonus CD-ROM demos and commercials. Amazon.com's Richard um, Richard Gurr praised the CD for bring for bridging demographics as nimbly as the original show itself did, and for songs fans of all ages will love entertainment will love excuse me entertainment weekly's david brown rated the music from the motion picture with a with a c brown noted that while the soundtrack is enjoyable for children and does make concessions for parents adults may dislike the amount of rap all music's william um, rawman reviewed the soundtrack positively saying the result of the singers and songs is a romp in keeping with the tone of the show and the film. The Rugrats movie um, music from the motion picture spent 26 weeks on Billboard 200, peaking at number 19. One song written for the film soundtrack that was ultimately removed was Safe Is This, Sky Life, a new track by English rock musician david bowie the, the song marked a reunion with longtime collaborator tony viscotti hold on Vis, visconti who would go on to pro produce all of bowie bowie's material from 2002 up to until his death in 2016. <laughs> the track would later be re-recorded as a b-side for bowie's 2002 single everyone says hi under the shortened title of safe the original 1998 recording remained unreleased and has never been circulated in honor of its 20th anniversary the film soundtrack was released on vinyl on november 30th 2018 so take me there um with black street maya featuring mace and blinky blink um I throw my toys around, no doubt, featuring Elvis Costello. This world is something new to me. Don Robinson, Lisa Loeb, Be Real, Patti Smith, Lou Rawls, Laurie Anderson, Gordon Gano, Fred Schneider, Kate Pearson, Cindy Wilson, um, Late Great Fife Dog, Lenny Kravitz, Beck, Jacob Dylan, and Iggy Pop. Lisa Loeb, all day. Um, Dil Abai, E.G. Daily with dialogue by Tara Strong. A baby is a gift from a Bob. <laughs> Chris Summer. <laughs> Chris Summer from A Different World and Cheryl Chase. Um, one way or another, Cheryl Chase. Whilst Wild Ride. Heavy featuring Lisa Stone. On your marks, get set, ready, go. Buster Rhymes, which which doctor? Devo, take the train. Rakim and Danny Saber, yo ho ho, and a bottle of yum. EJ, Daly, and Christine, take take me there. Want you back, mix. Um, Black Street and Maya featuring Mace and Blinky Blink. The video game. Well, what do you know? 
a side-scrolling video game titled The Rugrats Movie was released for Game Boy and Game Boy Color in 1998 and 1999, respectively. It was developed by Software Creations and released by THQ. Broad, broader, ben, broader Bond excuse me, also developed and published a video game based on the film, The Rugrats Movie Activity Challenge. It was released in September 1998 as part of the film's marketing campaign. Books, of course, there's several books were released by Simon and Schuster's Simon, Simon Spotlight Branch and Nickelodeon inspired by the Rugrats movie, Tommy's New Playmate and the Rugrats versus the Monkeys. <laughs> oh, shit. Were, were also released on October 1st, 1998, um, authored by Luke David and illustrated by John Kurtz and Sandrine, Sandrina Kurtz. <sighs> the Rugrats movie storybook released on the same date and using the same illustrators and publishers was written by Sarah Wilson. The same date saw the release of the Rugrats movie Hang On to Your Di Your Diapies Babies We're Going in. Trivia from the hit movie, a trivia book written by Katie Richards, a novelization of the film written by Kathy East Dubowski was published on October 1st, 1998 by Tandem Library. The following month, a 144-page guidebook, The Making of the Rugrats Movie Behind the Scenes at Klasky um, Supo, Supo was released on November 1st, 1998 by MSG in <laughs> Madison Square Garden Day. <laughs> Oh shit, that's fucking that's fucking interesting. MSG. Yeah. <laughs> um in May 1999, Hal Leonard Publishing Corporation released a book titled The Rugrats Movie. Now we go to the reception. Of course, the box office. The film was released on November 20th, 1998, and made $27.3 in its opening weekend from 2782 theaters averaging about 9,821 9, per venue and ranking number one that weekend beating out Enemy of the State, the Will Smith movie. In total, the Rugrats movie made $140.9 million, $100.5 million from the domestic market from 40.4 million dollars from its foreign release the film was released in the united kingdom on march 26 1999 and topped the country's box office for the next three weekends before being dethroned by the faculty wow critical reception on rotten tomatoes the, the rugrats movie holds an approval rating of 59 percent based on 51 reviews with an average rating of 5.8 out of 10. The website's critics consensus reads, charming characters, loads of fun for kids and adults. Metacritic gave the film 62% based on the 20 reviews. Audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of A- on an A plus F scale. Roger Ebert gave the film two stars out of four. Ebert wrote, that the film's target audience was primarily um, younger children, and that while he 
as an adult disliked it. He might have liked it if he were younger and would recommend it for children. The, the New York Times, Anita Gates reviewed the Rugrats movie positively, calling it a delight. Neil Jeffries of Empire gave the film three out of five stars, saying fun for kids, but despite some adult references, appeal for the for the over tens is limited. Lisa Schwartzberm of Entertainment Weekly graded the film with a B. Schwartzbaum praised the movie for its appeal to both adult and child audiences, juxtaposing the the bliff the bliffery the bliff bliff excuse me bliffly 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 self-absorbed parallel universe universes of small diaper children and their large darker parents. However, other Entertainment Weekly reviewer Ty Burr gave the Rugrats movie a B minus, criticizing that the film's issues sprung from it being bigger than the original series, thus it 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 having more cultural references, out of place CGI scenes, and going into scary territory. Burr did did praise the escape circus monkeys <laughs> for being. <laughs> <laughs> for, for being scary in a good way, as well as a joke that was accessible to younger audiences. Rugrats co-creator and co-writer Paul Germain, who left the series in 1993 along with the uh, other original writers, has stated that he disliked the film's story. Jermaine felt that the writers of the movie did not understand what the series was about and thought that the the scene in which Stu gives a watch to Tommy did not work as the adults were not supposed to recognize the baby's intelligence. In addition, he felt that by giving Tommy a baby brother, Tommy was no longer the baby, which changed the story of the series from what Jermaine intended it to be. Next, we got Rugrats in Paris. Yes, Rugrats in Paris, the movie in in a 2000 animated comedy based on the Nickelodeon animated television series Rugrats and the second film in the series. The film marks the first appearance of Kimmy Watanabe, Watanabe and her mother, Kira. The film also marks the appearance of the first significant villains in the Rugrats franchise, the child-hating Coco Labouche. Le, Le, Le and her accomplice, Jean Claude. The events of the film takes place before the series seventh season. Um, and obviously, um, already you 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 guys probably know the cast already, so I don't need to do I don't need to go over it again. Um, the film was released in the United States on November 17, 2000, almost two years after the release of the Rugrats movie in 1998. Rugrats in Paris. The movie was more re well received than its predecessor and grossed over $103 million world against, worldwide against a production budget of $30 million. This was the final Rugrats film to feature Christine Kavanaugh, who retired from being a full time voice actor in 2001 and died in 2004. Damn. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. 
Um, so the soundtrack. Okay, so let's go over the soundtrack. Um, all right, so obviously one of my favorite joints from the soundtrack is the Baja Man Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> oh man, my get my getaway. <laughs> um and uh <laughs> that's crazy, man. Anyway, so so um so review sources um all music gives the soundtrack three stars a soundtrack album for the film titled rugrats in paris the movie music from the motion picture was released on november 7 2000 on maverick records and features new music from jessica simpson baja man tion tibaj Watkins of tlc amanda and aaron carter the late great aaron carter like the last soundtrack it contains an enhanced part the theme song to the film jazzy rugrat love by tina marie okay so t bars of tlc number one my getaway number two don't you don't stand a chance by amanda life is a party aaron carter number three number four who let the dogs out by baja man um number five final heartbreak jessica simpson Number six, when you when you love Sunid O'Connor. Number seven, I'm telling you this, no authority. Number eight, these boots are made for walking. Um, Jerry Hollywell from from Spice from Spice Girls. Chucky Chan, martial arts expert of Reptile Land. And number nine, Isaac Hayes and Alex Brown. Um, number ten. L history dune dune feces um mylene farmer number 11 i want a mom that will last forever cindy looper excuse my french 2b3 bad girls cheryl chase with tim curry kevin michael richardson and billy west and um bonus enhanced track on cd Enhanced CD number 14, Jazzy Rug, Rugrat Love theme from Rugrats in Paris, Tina Marie. Okay, so critical reception on Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds an approval rating of 76% based on 75 reviews and an average rating of 6.3 out of 10. The site's critical consensus read. When the Rugrats go to Paris, the result is Nickelodeon-style fun. The plot is effectively characters-driven and features catchy songs and great celebrity voice acting. Metacritic gave a film a, a weighted average score of 62 out of 100 based on 25 critics, indicating generally favorable um, reviews. Audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of A- on it a plus to f scale roger ever gave the film three out of four stars stating the point is adults can attend this movie with a fair degree of pleasure that's not always the case with movies for kids as no parent needs to be reminded there may even be some moms who insist that the kids need to see this movie you know who you are Common Sense Media gave the film a three out of five stars, stating 80 minutes of visual surprises, cleverly, no, excuse me, clever comedy. 
Um, Empire gave the film a three out of five star stain, just as good as the last outing. This is great, Katie. Katie Fair with some um, filmic references for the adults. Plugged in wrote, in quote, if parents are wanting more of what they see on the Rugrats TV show, um, plenty of potty humor, disrespectful language, and zero discipline, then this movie lives up to expectations. Never is a child scolded for making a mess or reprimanded for being rude. Of course, some of this is due to the fact that many of the characters aren't old enough to talk and only communicate with each other. The movie is cleverly written. It actually has the ability to hold adults' attention for longer than three minutes. But it's not funny that chaos is the no chaos is the norm, excuse me. And children get to do whatever they want. Um whenever they want. Neither it is appropriate for a children's film to tip its hat to such R-rated flicks as The Godfather and a few good men. In the box office, it it uh the film grossed seventy-six point five million dollars in North America and twenty-six point eight million dollars in other territories for a worldwide total of one hundred three point three million dollars against a thirty million dollar budget. In the United States, it opened at number two behind How the Grinch Stole Christmas, grossing twenty-two point seven million dollars in its opening weekend for an average of 7,743 from 2,934 venues. Um, in the United Kingdom, it opened at number three behind Bridget Jones' Diary and Spy Kids. And the third one, the third movie of, the third movie is Rugrats Go Wild. All right, so Rugrats Go Wild is a 2003 American animated crossover adventure based on the Nickelodeon animated television series Rugrats and the Wild Thornberries. It is the third and final installment of the Rugrats film series and the second film in the Wild Thornberry series. It takes place after the ninth season of Rugrats and the fifth season of the Wild Thornberries. Christine Cavanaugh, the original voice of Chucky Finster, was replaced by Nancy Cartwright who plays Bart Simpson in The Simpsons. And um, and y'all know who the cast of Rugrats is, so I'm not going to go into it, though. The f so the budget for the film is $25 million. The film was produced by Nickelodeon Movies and Klasky um, Supo and released in theaters on June 13, 2003, by Paramount Pictures, Rugrats Go Wild was the least successful film in the Rugrats series, grossing 55.4 worldwide and received negative reviews from critics. The film serves as the series finale for both Rugrats and the Wild Thornberries. The film used Autorama, which allowed people to smell odors and aromas from the film using scratch and sniff cards reminiscent of the 1960s smell of vision smell of vision <laughs> why all right why would you put why would you put that in a scratch and sniff <laughs> okay it's one thing to have it in a it's one thing to feature something in a in a um in a um lottery ticket or whatever but 
But this one right here is a little, it's a little weird. <laughs> it's a little weird for me, actually, though, man. So um, all right, so let's go to the let's go to let's go to let's go to um the soundtrack for it though. Okay, so professional ratings, all music gears, all music gears three stars. An original soundtrack was released on June 10th, 2003 from Hollywood Records. The following is a list of songs that appear on the Rugrats Go Wild soundtrack. Number one, Message in the Bottle, cover of The Police, American Hi-Fi. Number two, Big Bad Cat, Bruce Willis and Chrissy Hinde. Yeah. She's on Fire, Train, number three. Number four, Island Princess, Cheryl Chase and Cree Summer from A Different World. Lizard, number five, Lizard Love by Errol Smith. Number six, Ready to Roll, Flashlight Brown. <laughs> Damn, Flashlight Brown. <laughs> oh, shit. The Morning After, cover of Marines, Marine Chase and Summer McGovern. McGovern. <laughs> that's number seven number eight atomic dog george clinton number nine dresses and shoes chasing summer number 10 should i stay or should i go the clash number 11 lust for life cover of iggy pop only willis seen in the ending credits number 12 phil's diaper diapies hanging low tim curry Nancy Cartwright from The Simpsons, Elizabeth Daly, Tara Strong, um, Calf, Susie, who plays um, Susie, um, Cindy, he, she plays Cindy, yeah. And Dion Kwan, Summer, Cartwright, Daly, Strong, Susie, and Kwan Daly. Uh, okay, so, <clears throat> all right, so it's a jungle out here, number 13, yeah. Summer Cartwright Daily, Strong, Susie, and Quan Daily. Okay, so Quan. Number 14, Changing Faces, um, Daily. And now we're gonna go into the reception. The film grows 39.4 million dollars domestically and 5.55.4 million dollars worldwide against a budget of 25 million dollars. The film earned less than each of the other two Rugrats films. The film opened at number four with Finding Nemo at number at the number one spot. Critical response. Um, on a review aggregation website, Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds an approval rating of 39% based on 89 reviews and an average rating of 5.02. The site's, the site's critics um, consensus reads the Rugrats franchise has gone from fresh to formulaic. Formulaic. Um, Metacritic gears the film as weighted average score of 38 out of 100 based on 27 critics, indicating generally unfavorable reviews. Audiences polled by Cinema Score gave the film an average grade of A minus on an A plus to F scale. Neil Smith at the BBC gave the film two out of five. Film four stated the film was not 
as bad as the other reviews suggested, but it just doesn't hold a candle to 2002's charming and superior The Wild Thornberry's movie, which I will review that in a future episode as well. So, now that we got that over with, we're going to get into... Hold on a minute here. Hold on a minute here. Yeah, we're going to go into the TV version right here, man. So, let's get to TV... No, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. All right, let's get to... We're going to get into it right now, actually. So, let's get to... um. Wait a minute here. Um, thought I had that shit. Hold on a second. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Now we get to go to TV show checkouts, man. All right. So this is how it's going to go down, actually. So we're going to be reviewing um the Rugrats cartoon and the and the reboot actually so <laughs> so let's get into it right here all right all right so um all right so let's get into it okay rugrats is an american animated television series created by arlene klasky um um gabor supo and Paul Germain for Nickelodeon. The show focuses on a group of toddlers, most prominently Tommy, Chucky, Angelica, and the twins, Phil and Lil, and their day-to-day lives, usually involving life experiences that become much greater adventures in the imaginations of the main characters. And y'all know who the voice characters are. I don't have to really review that. Um... And um, the series premiered on August 11, 1991, as the second Nicktoon after Doug and before Ren, the Ren and Stimpy show, and with an initial installment of 65 episodes spanning three seasons. Production was then halted in 1993, with the last episode airing on November 12, 1994. In 1995 and 1996, two Jewish-themed specials premiered a Rugrats Passover and a Rugrats Hanukkah, respectively, both of which received critical acclaim. During this time, after the end of the show's production run, Rugrats began to receive a boost in ratings and popularity due to constant reruns on Nickelodeon. In 1996, Klasky Supo began producing new episodes, and the show's fourth season began in 1997. As a result of the show's popularity, a, se- a series of theatrical films were released over the next five years. The Rugrats movie, which introduced Tommy's younger brother, Dill, was released in 1998. Rugrats in Paris, the movie which introduced Chucky's stepmother, Kira, his stepsister, Kimmy, and Poodle Fifi, was released in 2000 and Rugrats Go Wild, a crossover film with another Klasky Super series, The Wild Thornberries, was released in 2003, which I just reviewed just now. The final TV episode aired on August 1st, 2004, bringing the series to a total of 172 episodes over time over nine seasons. The 13-year run with the two-year break 
ties Rugrats with King of the Hill as the eighth longest running American animated television series. The the show is Nickelodeon's third longest running animated series behind SpongeBob SquarePants and Fair and the Fairly Odd Parents. It is one of the longest running animated series of all time. On July 21st, 2001, Nickelodeon broadcast the main for TV special All Grown All Grown Up to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the series. Uh, the special was a pilot for the Rugrats sequel series, All Grown Up, which aired from 2003 to 2008. It chronicles the lives of the, the babies and their parents after they aged 10 years. A spinoff series, Rugrats Preschool Days, aired four episodes in 2008. Two directed video specials were released in 2005 and 2006 under the title Rugrats Tales from the Crib. Tie-in media for the series include video games, comics, toys, and various other merchandise. Rugrats gained over 20 awards during its 13-year run, including four Daytime Emmy Awards, six Kid Kids Choice Awards, and its own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The series became a hit, garnering high ratings and anchored Nickelodeon as the network's top-rated show from 1995 to 2001 until Sponsored by SquarePants aired its 173rd episode in 2012. Rugrats was Nickelodeon's longest-running cartoon. A reboot of the series, executive produced by the original series team of Klasky, Supo, and Jermaine premiered on Paramount Plus on May 27, 2021. Wow. Um. Okay. Um, so the themes, Rugrats visualizes ordinary everyday activities through the eyes of a group of toddlers using their imaginations, their babies transform routine tasks into surprising um, adventures. The babies have an unlimited understanding of the world, constantly mispronounce words and use improper grammar. Challenges often emerge because the babies misinterpret the, the adults usually caused by in, in Angelica's deceptive translations. The grown-ups of Rugrats are simultaneously quirky, overcautious, and oblivious. The series portrays adults as mysterious eccentrics, and um, episodes usually center on a moral lesson that the babies learn there during their imagine, imaginative exploration, explorations. The reception, critical reception, and legacy. Since its debut in 1991, Rugrats has generally received positive reviews from critics and fans. In a 1995 interview, Steven Spielberg, um, who at the time was producing several competing animated series for Warner Brothers, referred to the show as one of the several shows that were the best children's programming at the time. Spielberg described Rugrats as sort of a TV's peanuts of our time. It was named the 92nd best animated series by IGN. Rugrats was also considered a strong point in Nickelodeon's rise in the 1990s. Um, for those of you who may not know what IGN stands for, it stands for Imagine Games Network. All right, so um, 
Yes, 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 yes. Um, Rugrats was also considered a strong point in Nickelodeon's rise in the 1990s. Um, in the press release celebrating the show's 10th anniversary, Saima Zagami stated, during the past decade, Rugrats has evolved from a ratings powerhouse being the number one children's show on TV to pop icon status. Um, yeah, it has secured a place in the hearts of both kids and adults who see it from their own point of view. According to Nickelodeon producers, this show made them the number one cable channel in the 1990s. Jeff Jarvis reviewed Rugrats and stated, when The Simpsons was a segment on the Tracy Allman show, it was just a belch joke with hip pretensions. As a series, it grew flesh and guts. It was my favorite cartoon until I discovered Nickelodeon's Rugrats, a sardonic, sly kid's eye view of the world that skewers 30-something parents and Cosby kids. In 2017, James Charisma of Paste ranked the show's opening sequence number 11 on the list of the 75 best TV title sequences of all time. Oh, Lord. The controversy. Regress was noteworthy among contemporary children's television for depicting observant identifiable Jewish families, Jewish Christian and Muslim religious groups gave the show high praises for their special holiday um, episodes. Nonetheless, at one point, the Anti-Defamation League and Washington Post editorial page cast uh, castigated the series for its depiction of Tommy Pickles' mater maternal grandparents accusing their character designs of resembling Nazi-era depictions of Jews. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. Okay, we go to the awards. Okay, so 1992 Daytime Emmy Awards. So, um, so um, Rugrats won for Outstanding Animated Program. It got nominated for Outstanding Animated Children's Program. Um, Cable Ace. Um, Rugrats won for Animated Program Special or Series. Uh, of course, 1984 Daytime Emmy Award. Um, it also won for Outstanding Animated Children's Program. Any awards. Um, Rugrats um, got nominated. Rugrats episode of Rugrats Passover got a nomination for Best Individual Achievement for Writing in the Field of Animation. And, of course, um, the, hum the, hum the Human... The Human... The Humanist Prize... Rugrats episode, I remember Melville um, got nominated for children's animation animation category. 1985, Cable Ace. Rugrats got a nomination for animated programming special or series. Daytime Emmy Award, Rugrats won in outstanding, for outstanding in animation. Rugrats Passover for for Emmy Awards, um, got nominated for Outstanding Animated Programming for Programming One Hour or Less. 1986 Kids' Choice Awards, 
Rugrats won for favorite cartoon. Um, that's Kids Choice Awards, Emmy Award. Rugrats got nominated for for the for Mother's Day. Uh, Mother's Day episode, outstanding animated programming, outstanding outstanding animated program for programming for one hour or less. Kids Choice Awards, the Rugrats won the award for favorite cartoon. Um, number okay, 1997 Young Artist Award. Um, Charity Sonoy for Dust Bunnies and Educating Angelica got nominated for Best Performance in a Voiceover. Um, Cable Ace. Um, the the Rugrats episode Mother's Day won for Best Writing in the in a children's special or series. Um, the Rugrats got the award for favorite cartoon for Kids Choice Award. The humanist, the humanist, the hum, the hum, the human needers prize. Excuse me. Um, the Rugrats episode Mother's Day got not got a nomination for children's animation category. Rugrats got a nomination for outstanding children's program Emmy Award. Um, ep- Rugrats episode "The Turkey That Came to Dinner" won for television children's programming, and that's for the Genesis Award, Kids Choice Award. Rugrats won for favorite cartoon, and Rugrats episode "Autumn Leaves" won for children's animation category, and um. Ah, the TV TV Guide Award. Rugrats got a nomination. Favorite children's show. Um, World Animation Celebration. Um, Rugrats episode Naked Tommy won for Best Director of Animation for a Daytime Series. Um, yeah, the Rugrats movie um, got, got the award for favorite movie for Kids' Choice Awards. Cable Guide, Rugrats got a nomination for favorite cartoon. Artios Award, Rugrats got a nomination for best casting for animated voice over television. And um, 2000 Kids Choice Awards, Rugrats won for favorite cartoon. Also, Rugrats um, got a nomination for outstanding children's award children's program for the emmy award tv guide award rugrats won for favorite children's show rtos award um rugrats got a nomination for best casting for for animated voiceover television um rugrats got a nomination for outstanding children's program emmy award um Rugrats won for favorite cartoon for the Kids Choice Awards. Television Critics Association Award. Rugrats got a nomination for outstanding achievement in children's programming. And Rugrats won for outstanding achievement for the Jewish Image Image Awards. Rugrats episode Cynthia comes alive. Got a nomination for best casting for animated voice over television and of course um and of course um 
the special all grown up guy nomination outstanding children's program emmy emmy award kids choice awards rugrats got um a nomination for favorite cartoon um they rugrats won um the bmi cable award rugrats episode babies in toiling got a nomination for best casting for animated voice over television or teal's award and of course and of course um and of course rugrats got a nomination for favorite cartoon kids choice awards daytime emmy award outstanding children's animated program won the award and also it won the bmi cable award and of course rugrats got a nomination for outstanding children's animated program for the daytime emmy awards and the honors of course so on june 28th 2001 in commemoration of their 10th anniversary rugrats received a star on the fabled hollywood walk of fame making it nickelodeon's first series to receive a star it was placed at 6600 west hollywood boulevard near cherokee avenue outside a toy and costume shop in the october 2001 issue of wizard magazine a leading magazine for comic books fans they released the results of the 100 greatest tunes ever as selected by their readers rugrats ranked at number 35 three other nicktoons spongebob squarepants invader zim and ren and stimpy also placed on the list in a list of tv lands the best 2000 best things about television ranking the all-time tape tv tv shows channels commercials people catchphrases etc rugrats is ranked number 699 angelica pickles placed seventh in tv guys list of top 50 greatest cartoon characters of all time in 2002 on september 24th 2013 in honor of the 60th anniversary rugrats earned a spot on the tv's 60 60 greatest cartoons of all time list um okay okay so let's get to uh hold on hold on a minute here all right there's a i i i wasn't expecting to do this but let's review all grown up all grown up is a special episode of the rugrats that aired on july 21st 2001 to celebrate the series 10th anniversary the special serves as the first two episodes of the eighth season of rugrats and the 145th and 146th episodes of the series overall the the the, the episode premise was to focus on what the baby's lives would look like if they were 10 years older the, the episode proved to be popular enough for a series based on it to be made um okay so um obviously the uh obviously uh some guest appearance charlie adler taren um cardell olivia hack lorraine newman newman <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> oh, this 
this is fucking hilarious right here. Adrian France, David Bowie, <laughs> and Bettina. Um, okay, so let's go to the featured characters. Of course, obviously, characters from Rugrats Timeline. Tommy Pickles, Dill Pickles, Chucky Finster, Kimmy Finster, Phil, and Lil DeVille. Angelica Pickles, Dee Dee Pickles. Characters from the future. Tommy Pickles, Dill Pickles, Chucky Finster, Kimmy Finster, Phil, and Lil DeVille. Angelica Pickles, Susie Carmichael, Samantha, Shane, Ticket, <laughs> ticket, ticket taker, oh shit. <laughs> ticket taker, Stu Pickles, Dee Dee Pickles, Grandpa Lou Pickles, Chaz Finster, Drew Pickles, Charlotte Pickles, and Mika Judge Lulu, Kira already mentioned. Um, yeah. So, okay, so. Rugrats All Growing Up is a 2001 single-player adventure platform game for the Microsoft Windows. It is inspired by the Rugrats 10th anniversary special and is the only Rugrats game that features the Rugrats as preteens. It is the babies have, have been catapulted 10 years into the future. The goal of the game in order to get home is to find pieces of a time machine scattered around Dr. Spooky's Dr. Spooky's castle. During the game, you can play as either Tommy Pickles, Chucky Finster, Dill Pickles, or Kimmy Finster and Reptar. Or, or Kimmy Finster and Reptar, who is unlocked Later in the game, Angelica isn't a playable character. However, she does narrate the game. Well, that's interesting. That's very interesting, though. Um, so let's see. Oh, uh, that's interesting. So, yes. So, uh, yeah. All right. I'm not even gonna get into the plot, though. Y'all probably know about this already. More than I do. Um, Rugrats all going up. Okay. So, okay. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. Okay. Um... Actually, let's see. Yeah, um, hmm. Okay, um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Okay, um, all right. So, All Grown Up is an American animated television series created by Arlene Klasky, Gaber, Supo, and Paul Germain for Nickelodeon. It served as a continuation of the series Rugrats, as, ex as explores the daily lives of protagonist Tommy Pickles and his childhood friends, now adolescents. The concept for the series was based on the Rugrats episode All Grown Up, which served as the original series' 10th anniversary special and proved success successful with audiences. Uh, let's see. So, I mean, y'all already know about the cast. 
who does the voices. I really, um, yeah. So the series ran from April 12, 2003 to August 17, 2008 for a total of five seasons and featured voice actors from the original series. Several episodes also include, also feature flashbacks from the original series. Okay, so the reception, hold on a second. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to really get into all this stuff, though, man. I'm not, um, okay, so let's get to the reception. Okay, Common Sense Media felt that the show's scenarios were not as good as in the original series, commenting that they were um, thoughtfully crafted but lacked the satiric take of babies misunderstanding the adult world. Rather, the show was choosing to tackle more standard preteen themes. The Los Angeles Times stated it was a revolutionary idea for a series with characters perpetually stuck in the status quo. Image felt all grown up was the natural progression, progression of the show. Games Radar felt it was an ill-advised venture. CBR commented the sense of adventure and exploration of the original had been lost. Those special personalities they had as babies vanished in the in a haze of pre-pucent um, insecurities. Though felt it was a fun what if NYU argued. Um, the show did not pursue the character's progression with a sense of accuracy. The game thought it was a terrible excuse for a sequel. Chicago Tribune wrote that in this new series, Angelica was Angelica has become an overbearing teen, still bossing around Tommy and his chums. Rogers co-creator and co-writer Paul Germain um, has stated that he disliked all grown up. Since the original series was about babies who do not understand the world, Jermaine felt that if the characters are older than the story, then the story is finished. He additionally stated what I would have said to pe to people at the time if I had been asked, I was I what was I would have said if you make them teenagers, there's no regrets. You are wasting your time. Well, I don't know about all that though, man. I don't know about all that though, man. That right there, that's <laughs> it. Did five seasons, man. Like, what are you talking about here, man? This this is crazy. That's crazy right there, man. That's really crazy talk right there. It did five seasons. It, it it is considered successful if you really think think about it though. Um, let's see. Okay, let's see. We're going to go to. We're going to go to, hold on a second here, man. Hold on a second here. Um, Hold on a second here. All right, let's, let's review the reboot right here. Of course, Regress is an American computer animated streaming television series created by Arlene Klasky, Gabriel Supo, and Paul Germain. It has been. It has been considered, it has been described as both a revival and reboot of the original TV series of the same name that ran from two, from 1991 to 2004. The series premiered on May 27, 2021 on Paramount Plus. 
It is the second Nickelodeon-based series created for the streaming service. As with previous incarnations of the franchise, the series is produced by Klasky Supo. And y'all know, and y'all know who the voiceovers are, though, man. I'm not even gonna really get into it, though. Um. All right. So in September 2021, the series was renewed for a second season. Yes, it did. Yes, it did, man. That that right there, that's pretty dope, though, man. Actually, I agree with this. Those four second season. All right. So yes. So the premise, just like the original series, Rugrats focused on the experiences of a courageous, adventurous one-year-old baby named Tommy Pickles and his group of playmates and other infants and toddlers. Well, okay, here it here it is though, man. That right there. And um the surviving voice actors of the titular Rugrats reprised their roles from the original series, though the adult the adult roles from the original series have been recast, including Betty DeVille, who was originally voiced by the returning um Calf Susie. And of course, um and of course, obviously, obviously, y'all know who the cast are and stuff. So that's uh that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty interesting right there. Um, all right, so <laughs> all right, I'm not all right though. Um yeah, I know y'all know the cast already. I'm not gonna go into it though. Um all right, so let's get to all right, we're gonna get into some stuff right here. Um, give me a second here, man. Give me a second. Um, okay, okay, okay. Um, give me a sec. One second. Oh, right. There it is. There it is. There it is. Um. <laughs> all right, man. Time for the video game chamber right here, man. Let's do this right here. Let's let's go. Let's go, man. Seriously. Seriously. Let's do this. Okay, y'all know the deal. Y'all know the deal with this segment right here, man. We go over some video games that's that's um that's upcoming and that's already out already. And of course, there's some stuff that we need to get to. Um, actually, um, so the previous time I think we did, 
previous time, I think we did, uh, what is it? Yeah, I'm not gonna really, I'm not gonna really get into all this stuff. So anyway, so let's get to what recently came out. What recently came out is okay. So let's go to High on Life. Comedy is tough to execute in video games, and even if done well, it 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 still needs strong gameplay to back up the jokes. Hold on a sec. Yes, so to back up the jokes, yes. High on life falters on both fronts. Though it swings for the fences on presentation and tone, the mediocre action, grading humor and dialogue, and less amusing technical hiccups made me want to keep its sentiment guns in their holsters. Conceived by Rick and Morty co-creator Justin uh, Rowland, Fans of that show or his other works can expect a similar brand of relentlessly over-the-top, extremely, extremely um adult comedy. As a human teenager turned intergalactic bounty hunter following an alien invasion of Earth, you must have humanity with an arsenal of talking alien guns. These weapons, voiced by Roland and comedians, including J.B. Smoove and Tim Robertson, talk your ears off to the point of annoyance. With your primary gun, Kenny, being the biggest culprit. Sometimes their banter doesn't even make sense, such as a gun complaining about not being used in ages when I used them seconds ago. Thankfully, you can reduce weapon chatter via a, a menu slider, but it represents one of my biggest issues. I didn't find high on life funny. <laughs> high on life screams at you for hours about how hilarious and messed up everything is through tiresome dialogue exchanges that take potentially amusing bits and and run them into the ground the humor isn't so much about setting up clever punchlines as it is about reiterating the same basic gag with a barrage of explosives until it hopefully becomes funny it usually doesn't what's more um everyone feels like slight variations of the scene crash um caricature whether it's your irresponsible older sister or free-learning bounty hunting mentor the game pokes fun at everything including making fourth wall breaking wisecracks about game design and the industry in general however it does it also doesn't it also does little to freshen up the the tropes it lampoons ripping on a pipe puzzle for being by the books without doing anything unique itself makes the jokes make the joke feel hollow and hypocritical though it never had me in stitches high on life has a few humorous bits i smiled at the aggressive banter of a family of loud mouth um construction workers and a head of a head turning reference to a popular restaurant chain offers a fun visual gag obtaining special discs that summon small diorama-like areas that serve as large singular jokes garner some of the 
better laughs as do a sprinkling of unexpected celebrity cameos. High on life's humor whips more than it hits. And the gameplay isn't far behind. Um, the shooting feels passable enough to offer mindless fun, but it's not great. Melee executions evoke Doom's glory kills without the satisfying sappy, snappiness. The limited arsenal of living weapons have primary primary and alternate firing modes. Kenny, for example, fires standard pistol rounds can, and can unleash motor like goop balls that launch groups of target airborne to juggle with bullets. My favorite weapon is Gus, a shotgun that fires a large disc that ricochets off enemies. In a neat twist, you can strike the, this disc to extend its momentum. Combat begins begins as a drag, but, but picks up as you acquire more guns, and I enjoy combining their talents. Unfortunately, the enemy variety is disappointingly small. So must so most encounters feel the same. As the adventure progressed, I began avoiding optional firefights when it's possible since they started feeling more like busy work. Boss fights are just as flat and some throw way too much at players, leading to several cheap deaths. Outside of battles, you'll explore a minimum selection of planets that offer large explorable hubs featuring Metroid-style ability gating the, and decent platforming challenges that utilize your jetpack. Uh, although they look, they look good from an artistic standpoint, they, they feel surprisingly lifeless with NPCs that act more as signposts to deliver questionably funny quips high on life desperately needs a map or compass as the zones are large and confusing enough that it's easy to get lost <laughs> damn i'll be screaming i'll be screaming right now if i got lost though I often wander searching for <laughs> inconspicuous warp gates to return to HQ. The lack of a map is also egregious because planets have stores that sell exclusive upgrades, but uh, locating these needles in a haystack is a chore. One shop offered a cool upgrade I couldn't afford, and when I returned later to buy it, finding... The, the store again became a hassle I eventually abandoned. High on Life also suffered from numerous technical shortcomings during my time with it. On top of general hitch, hitchiness, I sometimes encountered enemies that froze or snagged on geometry. I had to restart one lengthy firefight when a pair of flying enemies got trapped behind a wall, halting my progression. Prompts can sometimes break such as when i missed out on rescuing a captive human because the command suddenly disappeared grabbing a collectible once launched me into 
the skybox forcing another reset a post-launch patch seemingly irons some things out but i still encounter several wrinkles despite multiple shortcomings and my general av aversion to the game's writing high on life has occasional glimmers of potential i'd like to see a sequel polish and improve upon this foundation i'm always itching for more creative takes on shooters but high on life is a reminder that different doesn't always mean good well <laughs> okay so um okay Okay, um, hold on a second here. All right, um, I think we're gonna wrap up here, man. We're gonna wrap up here. Um, all right, all right. Our very last segment of the night is going to be stream choices on the go, man. Let's get into it right now. y'all know what to do man um you like what you you like the the reviews of different topics of people movies tv shows and tv shows games and um and all that stuff um why don't you go ahead and show some love by following meticulous vibe juice podcast on instagram alongside with my other my other shows which is excellent fun vibrant talks podcast which is what tlks stands for um and of course you can follow my other show right now which is off the meat rat chains new york podcast on facebook and instagram um and you can follow me on the gram on the primary handle g money stacks 555 in queens new york and turn on your notifications to see to 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 know when each episode is going to be dropping which day is going to be dropping and all that great stuff and um i will be dropping some episodes of the new york podcast episodes two two episodes and i will be dropping um three episodes of of this podcast right here and tomorrow i will try to see if i can record the last episode of 2022 which is which is the christmas episode so um so there you go right there um and yes you can go to and you could go to the link in bio where it says link tree slash meticulous vibe juice podcast and be sure to leave a voice message on anchor.fm slash meticulous vibe juice podcast no meticulous vibe juice pod excuse me and um and you can you can chime in on on the review topics that was being discussed as far as music artists tv shows movies um video games and all the other stuff so of course starting with anchor we are on anchor audible audacity amazon music breaker castbox fm these are listening those moon fm podcast player fm pocket cast pod friend Pod polo podorama podcast index podcast addict pod chaser podverse reason fm spotify stitcher TuneIn radio google podcast make sure you listen to the episodes of meticulous vibe juice podcast 
episodes, the review show episodes, actually. And also, you can follow Meticulous Vajus Podcast Review Show on iHeartRadio, the number one app for music, radio, and podcasts. Yes, you can listen to... You can listen to, you can also follow my other two shows that's also on iHeartRadio and other um, platforms, which is Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, sports edition show, and of course, Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. And and of course, make sure you subscribe to all the audio streaming platforms that I just mentioned, and including YouTube. Of course, make sure you Grab that subscribe button on Meticulous Vajus Podcast YouTube channel page. Click on the Noni Noni bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air via live stream. And, and of course, the re- reminder of when when the live stream recording is going to start. Um, leave a like and a comment along with the review topic episodes. And, of course, make sure you download these episodes share the episodes and share the videos listen make sure you listen stream watch the episodes in case you miss any of them and of course be sure to tell a friend to another friend and alongside with sharing the podcast along with the link that says linktree slash meticulous virtues podcast with your husbands your wives your boyfriends girlfriends friends the people you are cool with from work and and if you meet them at a party, festivities, wherever, make sure you spread the word. Tell tell everybody, you know what I'm saying? And that's going to do it, man. I will be recording the last episode of 2022, the Christmas episode, when I get back from work. Hopefully, I'll be able to be um, all right in this crazy, cold, dangerous weather. Hopefully, this isn't, it doesn't happen on New Year's Eve, too. So um so yeah so yeah man um yeah thank you very much for listening to episode 107 um all about the rugrats and i'll see y'all next time in the next episode and remember the grind doesn't stop hard work pays off um if you if you want something you have to work hard by you have to work hard and earn it New York wasn't built in a day. And, and of course, be sure to follow your goals and dreams in terms of um, what you love to do as far as like career-wise, whatever it is, whether it's radio personality, per- podcasting, like, like I'm doing right now, and all that other great stuff. And um, of course, of course, you want to look for something, look, look, and find something that clicks and sparks to you um that makes you smile creatively mentally physically and spiritually that gets you into your zone on your p's and q's with um creative juices that's flowing alongside with tunnel vision all right and and that's it man listen I want y'all to have a nice Christmas weekend. Merry Christmas in advance. And Happy New Year. 
And of course, this episode, this this show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, will be returning on January 9th, 2023. All right. I'm up out of here, man. I'll see y'all in the next episode. Peace and one love. Be careful out there. I hope y'all did y'all Christmas shopping already. And, and of course, have fun with your families and all the other great stuff whatsoever. So, um, so yeah, peace and one love. Have yourselves a great Christmas, New Year's, and have yourselves a good night. Good night, folks. Check this out, folks. If you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple of things. I need you to go follow the show's page on Instagram, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, alongside with 
Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. And you can follow me also on my primary handle on the gram, which is GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York, for more postings of each episode with the topics. Also, go to YouTube and grab the subscribe button. Enable alerts of the notification bell so you can be reminded of when the show goes on the air live via live stream. More video content. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, upcoming episodes, previous episodes that will automatically be posted to the YouTube channel page. Share the videos. Spread the word. Be sure to download your favorite episodes. Tell a friend to tell another friend. Share the podcast with audio streaming platforms with your friends. And also tell us what you think about the episodes and the topics and and what you thought about the um, topics as well. And what topics you think we should talk about next to review. Um, I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening to the show. Peace and one love.